Okay, guys, today's show I have the Anthony Penna of Navi Title, previously of Lawyer's Title, and Joe Smith of Epic Mortgage. Both of those gentlemen are folks that have been on my show multiple times before, and I keep bringing them back because they are wise. Don't tell them I said that, but they are wise, and they know their stuff, and they know well beyond the headlines. So check out this show to see what's coming to you for the next upcoming year. Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, health, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Rains. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rains with Grateful Heart TV, and today I have two wonderful guests. One stayed with me from last week. It was a long week. Joe Smith at Epic Mortgage. Thank you for joining us. Good thing I showered. Right? I'm so glad you showered. And then we have Anthony Pena of Navi Title, uh, previously of Lawyer's Title. And uh, lucky for me, he still has agreed to sponsor our show. So we have Anthony today because Anthony is always a wealth of information. He always brings the best PowerPoint slides any anybody on a video pe- podcast could ever ask for. And the truth, he brings the truth. Yes, and we you know the last last week's show, Anthony, we tried to quote you, and and I totally killed the the quote. So what was it, Aunt, uh, Joe, that I was trying to? It, it was Anthony. It was about fear and, and, and headlines. advertising and headlines. What's that saying you always like to say? Oh, it, it, headlines do more to terrify than clarify. Yes, terrify yes, than that. Then clarify. So I think the thing that I really wanted to talk about this week's episode, which is really important, is we're in year-end planning. And last week's show, we had Randy Dethridge, my personal CPA, who's a wealth of information as well, kind of talking about some of the shit we need to worry about before the end of the year, or do we need to worry? And that's when we got on that topic about headlines doing more to terrify than to clarify. So I asked both of you guys here to help me clarify what's really going on in the marketplace. And when I say marketplace, I'm talking real estate, I'm talking loans, I'm talking just news in Wall Street and anything that Anthony chooses to talk about with his PowerPoint slides, because the second half of the show is all Anthony's show. But of course, he said you could talk, Joe. Now? I can talk now? You can talk as much as you want. (laughs) I'm going to defer to Anthony because I'm curious to see what he says as well this week. I I came on to hear Joe talk. Okay, so we'll we'll listen to both of you guys talk. But before we do that, um, Anthony, we are going to get to your PowerPoint presentation. But first, I'm going to get a little nerdy with some Cromford stats. Because I like to document right now we're in the last couple months of the year of 2021. And I want to talk about where we're at with the marketplace as far as real estate goes, and then I'll let you guys run with the rest of the data. Fair enough? All right, hold tight. Fair. All right, Anthony, let's see if you, hopefully you can see, oh yes, Joe Smith of Epic Mortgage. That's me. That's you and that, your whole story there. Um, and if anybody wants to find Anthony Penna, yes, he's at Navi Title these days. And Anthony, I really like the posts from this morning. There are more homes available now than there were this spring. True statement. And here's my chart. Number time. Number time. This is where Rebecca geeks out. So for those of you guys who want me to explain what this chart is, there's a lot of red on this chart. For a while there in the springtime, when, you know, referring to Anthony's post, there was a lot of green. And it's interesting because when people ask me, what, are we in a good market? Is today a good market? Should I buy? Should I sell? I'm like, well, it depends. Are you an investor? Are you a buyer? Are you a seller? Because every market is somebody's market. Is it not, JoJo? Absolutely. There's 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 winners in every market. Every market. Even at the worst of the market, usually it's the investor. So what I wanted to point out is a few things. Um, two years ago today, we had 18,000 listings. Today, we have 12,000 active listings. So we still have a far less than we need in a, what would be considered a more balanced market. But we have been shifting in that direction. Because guess what? Last quarter, we were down to 10,000 listings that were active. So we're, in my opinion, going in the right direction because I like to help buyers buy houses. And so do you. And, it's in, and to put it into perspective, that's a 20% gain in houses 
and twelve thousand from from twelve thousand from ten thousand. And just one quarter. Just one quarter. So would that be something to be fearful of? And I'm sure Anthony's got a slide that will talk about the fear, right, Anthony? I know you're in my ear. Yes, I do. I know you're in my ear. We're not looking at you right now. But month of supply, we're almost to one month again. Who would have thought we would be excited to be at one month of supply for real estate? So It's still ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. But you guys, the, the biggest things that I'm seeing here that I really want to point out is our average monthly sales price today is $504,000. Average sales price today in Maricopa County. Two years ago, it was 344000 you do the math. That's a hundred fifty thousand dollar gain in two years on average for the average house. Thirty percent. Yeah, yeah, more than thirty. I mean, if you think about it, because um, those are some crazy numbers. So, if somebody bought a home with me two years ago, there's very good possibility they have a hundred to hundred fifty thousand dollars in equity that they could spend. Maybe on another house, maybe in the stock market, maybe other places, or maybe they just keep it in their house and refinance and get rid of their mortgage insurance. There are so many things that they could do, but JoJo, and I want to point this out to you. So if the average house today is 500000 you brought this point up uh, last show that we did together, and you said we needed to talk about this. If they bought that house two years ago, what was their hazard insurance covering two years ago? So that's interesting. So when they got their hazard insurance, the price was 344 So you were insured up to 344 now that same 344 house is worth 504 but you're only insured to 344 so if you're not properly insured and your house burns down and it's worth 500 you're probably only going to get 344 worth so i was thinking about this joe and anthony i'm going to slide over so oops that was his powerpoint oops i didn't mean to do that anthony i want to see your i want to get your opinion on this too because in the title world you guys deal with insurance often and i'm sure you're going to have a component of this joe mentioned that to me and then i started thinking about it who wants to have an increase in their monthly payment right so most borrowers are probably not going to want to increase their monthly payment but god forbid they have a fire so in theory though if they bought it for 344 and they owe 344, aren't you just worried about the mortgage being paid off? This is a test for you, Anthony, over there at the title world. Or what would be your real concern? For a bank, we just want our money. Right. You, consumer, want a house. So help me make sense of this, though. I, Rebecca, bought a house two years ago for 345. And I and then truly, my house I live in today, we did buy for three fifty eight years ago. It's worth a lot more than it was eight years ago, and I don't think I've ever increased my coverage. So what what is the problem with that? When it's time to write the check, when the insurance company goes to write that check, you're going to be insured to X amount plus a little bit more. Probably there's probably some addendums going on, mm-hmm. and then they're going to give you a check for maybe four hundred fifty thousand. And they're going to expect you to go build your house back for four hundred fifty thousand, but you're short because your house is really five hundred thousand, which means you're going to have to come out of pocket to build your house properly. Well, and I will be the first to tell you that the cost to build a house today ridiculous is n- probably not even close to not what close. the resale is on a home because of how expensive it is for wood and lumber and everything else in the material chain that we are encountering. And it's so, gonna, and it's going to and it. And is it going to take you three years to build? Oh, I don't know how long it'll take me to build. I'm in the middle of building two right now, and I can't even get them in the ground. So I would just say, you know, the biggest thing that I would be worried about from my clients, I mean, we don't face fires often. Usually insurance companies, you know, pay out for water damage, root damage, things like that. But a fire could happen, and it does every once in a while. This will happen, and you will see it like five on your side will show up and be like, well, they were insured here, and they thought they were insured. But they weren't insured And they're trying to build it, and they can't get there, so now they're short, and they can't build their house. You'll see that. That that will happen. And the good insurance agents out there are, are reaching out to their clients and saying, hey, you're underinsured. And they, they'll at least give you the option. They'll okay. say, do you, want to, do you want to increase your coverage so you're insured? Or are you good where, where is? Uh-huh. And they'll document that they at least had that conversation. And now it's your choice. Do you want to roll the dice? Or do you want to spend the extra $15 a month <laughs> and carry the <laughs> so proper Joe's insurance? So Joe's kind of put it into perspective here. So Anthony, what say you over there at the title world? Because you guys deal with a lot of title insurance, which is not hazard insurance. But I think it's a good segue for people to understand what it is that you guys do over at Navi Title. I mean, we, you know, we, we, we insured, insured, you know, we, 
we do the closings, we insure the house when you can do the closings on things that happen pre pre closing. So we're not dealing with the hazard. Yeah, I wanted to say that right now. Don't be calling me when your house burns down. <laughs> we, I was waiting to see. We, 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 You're not going to show we, up in a fire are, outfit, we, fireman we, outfit. We, we are your neutral third party <laughs> that gives you PC mine on that house in case something there was something before you know you purchased that house that was on the title that we cover so okay so the, your your insurance covers the house before closing anything that happened with it as far as title and goes clouding title liens that that stuff like stuff on paper it, you're not going to be showing up in a fireman outfit to put somebody's fire out um but you're also what would be your advice that was an inside joke <laughs> It was an inside joke, but um, anyways, for those people who will appreciate the joke, you'll have to make sure that they watch this episode, Anthony. But with that said, um, let's get back to regular insurance and payments. And I, you know, I'm basically, I know most people, it's awesome that our prices and our values have gone up on our homes, but nobody likes to see the payments go up. And I, that's kind of what I really wanted to talk about because there's so much fear in the news. That's why I don't like watching the news. And there's so many headlines that are so misleading. So, Anthony, I'm going to bring you right back. You're still watching and listening, but let me go back to this. This chart here also shows um, sales per year of 111,000, and our sales are going down a little bit from last quarter. I think things are starting to cool off. We don't expect appreciation to continue at the rate that it has, because guess what? Two years ago, the average appreciation was 5%, and right now we're averaging 25%. It's unsustainable. It is absolutely unsustainable. So much so that Zillow got in and got out of the real estate market business, and we're, you know, the I think the jury's still out, and we're going to have to be very careful about what we talk about here. But, Anthony, you probably have some insight knowledge, and I'd love to know about it. This chart here is the iBuyer chart for Phoenix, Arizona, metropolitan metro area, and our iBuyers, which is Open Door OfferPad, was Zillow. Zillow's now bouncing out of it because Zillow was buying homes for more than they should have, and so did Open Door. Um, I will give kudos personally to OfferPad. Um, Brian Bear over there, coming from the real estate perspective, being a realtor himself, I think he did a better job at not paying too much for properties because now as it's starting to cool down, open doors having to sit on houses to before they can sell them. The interesting thing about the iBuyers is they're not real estate companies. No, they're not. They're not. They're technology companies that trade in real estate. So if you're looking for advice from these companies, you should ask them how to run a website as opposed to how to buy or sell a house, because that's more of what they do. That's what they're better at. Well, I think that's what Zillow has figured <clears throat> out, right, Anthony? Oh, let me get back to Anthony. Let's. I want. I want your yeah, opinion no, on all yeah. this news because I know you're really dialed in and you hear about a lot of this stuff on your end of the world too, Anthony. The the other thing you got to realize, Joe, is like you're saying, our technology company, they're not buying your house to move in. No. Right? Not emotional. What? what no, they're, they're, they're buying that house to turn it around because these are very smart people to know the values of what's going on with the market. So, yes, yeah, some of them are overpaying for some, but guess what? They they know where the market's going. So we'll get into that about where the market's going in the doom and gloom. But they're buying all these houses for a reason because prices are going to continue. We appreciate but do you do you forecast that they're going to continue to appreciate the rate that we've seen over the last two years, Anthony, based off of the what you're hearing on the street? Because I know we got your charts and we're going to get into your charts. But I just wanted to, you know, to talk about some of these other things like Zillow that are impacting our world. I wonder what they're doing on the stock market. Have you guys paid attention to rates in stock market recently? Not for Zillow. Uh, I try not to look at my stock portfolio lately. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, if that's the case, then I say we take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back and do Anthony's PowerPoint slides, yes. because I know that's where the meaty, greedy stuff that Anthony's just... The goodness. He cannot wait to get to. So come right back. We'll be right back after commercial break. Hi, my name is Rob Sell. I'm with Sell Home Inspections. been doing home inspections in the Valley for about 20 years. I do a variety of home inspections from new builds, resale, commercial, multifamily units, fourplexes, duplexes, and even on up from there. I can be reached at 602-908-7355. Again, 602-908-7355. Thank you, and I appreciate it, and I look forward to hearing from you. Hi, 
Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. All right, we're back from commercial break. Anthony is still with us, Anthony. And he is ready for, yeah, he's like getting ready, like he's going to battle. Uh, let's let's talk about some of these slides. Oh, yeah, stretch do your out, stretches. Stretch All right. Here we go. First slide, Anthony. Showing you time what, index over what, the what, last what, five numbers, five September. First, I want to, before you go on the slide, I want to talk about what you just said, combating the headlines. From now until next year, we're going to be dealing with a lot of headlines in the real estate business. And this first chart's going to start off what we're talking about. So if you can go to that first chart now. Now, that, okay, this, we're here. This, this, this is this is the tip. This is the typical example of, you know, showing the right context. What's happening? You know, we've used showing them in the last year, showing how active things are in the market. So what are people seeing right now on that chart? Well, oh my God, look. From September of 2020 to September 2021, look, the market is sliding a little, a little bit, right? Is that what is that what that well, shows? Well, see, I look at it and I look at those orange numbers, and I don't know what the correlation on the numbers are, what 111 versus 184 means. So you'll need to explain that to us in just a hot second. But what I look at, Anthony, is 2017 to 2019. I was really happy. I liked real estate. It was more supply and demand. If a client wanted a house, I could probably go get them that house without too much effort. It was not that hard. <laughs> See, you, you, you just nailed what I was getting into because what the headlines are going to do is they're going to say, they're going to look at the blue on a 2021 and 2020 saying, look, there's not as many people out there looking for homes. But as always, there's some context that's extremely important so exactly what you just said if we look back at september's the prior years which you're showing right there there's a slight dip now but we're ahead of 2017 2018 and 2019. so Way anthony what are those numbers from showing time like what do they signify the 111 versus the 184. it's it, it, it's it's people who are not like it's showing of homes like it's not okay. like listing appointments so it's from like, my it's, it's actually showing my showing time app yeah, showing time app, showing okay. the amount of people come look at a home. So the, the headlines it shows the demand. context what's going on in the market. So it's basically reflective of the demand for the showings. So yep, from absolutely. 17 to 19, Rebecca was showing a pretty average, about the same each three years. And then it was like crickets for the first half of 2020 because of COVID. And then we went into like hyper overdrive the second half, which most of the business for the entire year was done, which is that 184 record. I mean, that was definitely my record year in, in real estate because of how much real estate changed hands for so many different reasons. But a good point, Anthony, I'm gonna go back to your chart. If I swipe the right direction, there we go. Uh, 184 to 175. Yeah, and when we, when we go back, you know, 2020 was a weird year. We all know that one. When we want to compare markets, we always like to go back and compare 2019 to 2019 when right. you're looking at where things are at. And now, 
And look where we're at compared to 2019 to 2021. Well, so I don't want to hear there's not as many people out there looking. Oh, no, I totally agree. And in 2019, I just finished saying that the average price was 350 here in the Valley, and now we're at 500 And that's because, obviously, the demand drove the pricing up. And even at 175 it's unsustainable. I would even say that that number, that 175 number, is skewed because so many buyers even have fatigue. Yeah. And they're not willing to go out and shop because they've been kicked in the shin so many times trying to buy a house that they've given up for a little while and well, they will come back. Well, OK, so we had I, I will definitely agree with you there, Joe. Over the summer, we definitely had buyers who got fatigue, who bounced out. And now oh. I feel like they've kind of missed the boat in their mind because oh, yeah. I saw where the prices were before this jump. And so they may stay out of the marketplace for indefinitely or so long, and then they're going to be kicking themselves possibly even more. They will trickle back. Depends on how fast. I mean, yeah, they may take two years to figure out that they're still missing it. Right. Or some might be like, you know what? I give uncle. I'm just going to go. I I need to buy a house. Yeah. I got to live somewhere. Everybody needs a roof and you can choose to pay your own mortgage or somebody else's. You can let somebody else appreciate and value versus you taking the benefits of being a homeowner. Um, And I think the next slide, Anthony. Yeah. This was your chart. Headlines do more to terrify than clarify. And it's so true. That's like your tagline. Well, yeah, that, that leads into what we're saying. What is actually going on? What do we all know? And if you don't know this, you need to talk to, like, reevaluate. The job of the news is for you to watch more news. It's not to educate you or your buyers or sellers you work with. What they want to do is they want to put a title out there. Everyone's online now. They're not watching. They want to put a title on there. Then they want you to click, click it. that link to drive to drive more traffic. Now, Joe, how many people are actually reading the full article instead of just reading the headline? No, they don't read that. They don't read it. They get and then they get pigeonholed into something else. They just on to the next swipe here, and then they get on to the next article and they read that for twelve seconds, and then they move on to the next. So what are and then they get sold advertising? And yeah, that too. So what are the true things that we want? Make sure anybody listening, watching knows because you know we just had Randy last week talk to us about the tax problems or things that could be coming to us in 2021-22, some retroactive stuff, you know, things that are, you know, scary in the headlines that he nullified when he came in and joined us and educated us. What are the pieces that we really need to educate people on today? And Anthony, do you want me to go to a next chart or do you want to just run with this? Yeah, we're we're going to we're going to get into two, we're going to get into two or three other ones, but I'll just give you an example one that's not on the chart. Um, Redfin CEO came out last night and I, ha- I had it up in my screenshot, and Rebecca, you can help on this one. Bidding wars are starting to cool off. Yeah, that's the headline. <laughs> Basically, saying the market stopped, nothing's happening. Well, let let me get a little stat for you right now. When he says cooling off, people are thinking, "I'm not going to sell my house." Look, the market's stopping. Everyone's stopping to do showings and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You you did the Crawford report. Tina did this thing. 47 to 48 percent of homes, I think, are selling over listing price. Yeah, but she did warn us that she did warn us. Now, the listing price number, this was this was an interesting stat two years ago, like a listing success rate on average is around 85 percent or so. Right. And now that we're up in the high 90s for listing success rates, because even your dogs are selling anything is selling as long as it's priced even halfway remotely. Right. Well, um, the success, the percentage of closing over list price is currently right at 100%, like barely over 100%. And she is predicting by the end of the year, it could drop under that 100 mark. Now, it didn't go ever above that 100 mark till the COVID madness started and people were paying way over than list to get houses all the time. So it is cooling down a little bit, but guess what? The homes that are priced right, that look awesome, they're still getting multiple offers. Is that based off of the MLS, by the way? Yeah, it is okay. based off the MLS. The Cromford report gets scrubbed so, so data. It's a, so it's a little bit skewed also because some realtors will reduce the price or, or increase the price that, th- that they sold. So That's a good point. It's always going to be a little bit short. It, that's, that is a good point. You know, We will, as real estate professionals, many of us, because we want to help the appraiser see the value in a property mm-hmm. once it's under contract, and a lot of us do increase the list price once we have multiple offers that drive that price up. So that is a good point for that skewed number. Anthony, I'm going through the rest of your charts. Are you ready? So let's, yeah, let's go to the next one. Okay, now look at this headline right there, Rebecca. Foreclosure. Foreclosures are shooting up. Well, what is are they shooting up from? Of the early t- 
What's that? What are they shooting up from? Yeah. Is yeah. this a repeat of the 2000 crisis? Okay. I'm going to shake my head now. <laughs> if you've been following your this show, is like the perfect thing. If, if, you've, been following, uh, if you've been following the shit you and following us when we've been doing this one, this is not going to happen. It, it's not it's not like it was back in the 2000s. Okay, so again, let's point out the part of the title that is not in there. Um, we didn't have foreclosures for like a year and a half thanks to COVID, right? We did. Not really. They existed? Yeah. But not really. Not really. Not really. They're so if, if they're going up, it's because they just lifted the moratorium on foreclosures. We're a trustee sale state here in Arizona, so we actually aren't even a foreclosure state, and most people don't know the difference. Right. But it basically, here in Arizona, a trustee can issue a 90-day notice, and people can get back in line with their payments, and nothing ever happens. Uh, but that said, when COVID wasn't allowing anybody to be foreclosed on, of course, the only place we have is to go up in foreclosures. Right, Anthony? So like, for example, like this is, what, this is what we're talking about context. Like Adam Data, I did a video last week and they did this thing of foreclosures rose 49% from last year. Now, actually that is the case, but what are people looking at? Oh my God, foreclosures are 49%. Oh my gosh, the crisis is coming. Yeah. Yeah, we went from two to three. So that's really, yeah. And then, and then, guess what? Next month. Next month, when it goes from three to six, what's the headline going to be? They've doubled. Second month in a row. (laughs) They doubled. They doubled. They they doubled for second right in a month. You know, and here's the worst part go go to that chart. Go to the the screen real quick. Look look who posted this Realtor.com. From Realtor.com. Yeah. Click on realtor.com after you read this article. We read more. Well, because then you can go on there and list your house for sale. Uh, You know, I will say, as far as the foreclosure crisis is concerned, yours truly, and I, I don't have any bones in talking about this because I'm very transparent when it comes to this. In 07, I went through divorce, uh, quit working at my six figure job, and had seven homes go into foreclosure because, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I was that girl. I thought I thought I had all these rental properties, and you then did. yeah, I thought I did. And then I found out that my tenants didn't want to pay me when they found out I couldn't make the mortgage because there was no way I was ever going to be made whole from this. And it was just, it was a complete cluster. And that's how come I got good at doing short sales for my clients because I went through that experience myself. That said, I along with probably half the country have PTSD from two thousand seven mm-hmm. and two thousand eight and two thousand nine, like how many tables I sat at and people were in tears because they truly were losing their homes. It was a serious crisis. And that is not what we're facing at all. Like, it's just the opposite, wouldn't you say, Anthony? Yeah, I, I completely the opposite. Completely it's, the opposite. It, but I do think there's some PTSD. We, we, we won't get into the equity equity question, but it just it's, it's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. Well, we'll talk about the equity because I'm sure you probably have something on a chart here. Let's go to the next slide. Oh, wait. This is one of my, the next one is one of my favorite ones. I'll go to the next one. Okay, I'm trying. Oh, okay, there we go. Mortgage originations will oh, drop like 33%. Joe, I don't like this one. Joe needs to talk Joe, about this Joe's one. Joe's like this one. Now, now, now this, this is the headline. It says mortgage, yeah, mortgage originations are going to drop 33% in 2022. <laughs> As so, rates rise. Your, now, wait, wait. If you, have, if you have your people out there who are worried about buying a home, this does not look good when you see that because they're like why is it dropping 33 percent did i miss the boat why are people this but if you dive deeper into the article like we say people don't look at that one what it actually says joe and you can confirm this one it says refi originations are going to drop 62 percent in 2022 because of the rising interest rates and that makes all the sense in the world Refines like origination. So they're talking about refinances. Right? Yeah. Now look, but however, mortgage originations for the purpose of buying a home rise nine percent. Are forecast <laughs> to rise nine percent. Small print. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, Anthony. Small print. You look like you're about ready to do one of these again. Like cause you found another like the the headline and the small print completely counter and each I'll, other. I'll give you a little flavor on this. So even if the mortgage originations were to drop 33%. Mm-hmm. I can tell you from our business, 
that would still put us ahead of at about 150% of what our goal would be. So we could drop 30% and still be up at around 150% of our goal because we're running so hot with so much business that 33% wouldn't even feel it, wouldn't even feel the drop. So basically and, there's no drop coming is what it sounds like from you two. Well, Joe, Joe, the other thing is that, we, you know, we do goals every year. And I remember last year we were doing our goals and at the pre- previous company. And, you know, I like Rebecca, you know, I, I, I followed dad. I follow these people maybe too much religiously. And I was the only one who said, because they had us dropping refinances last year. Now, I was the only one to raise my hand and said, you're nuts. It's not going to happen. When we were doing goals this year, they said the same thing. And I said to you exactly what you just said, Joe. It's going to drop, but not that dramatic amount you think it is. And it's still going to be good because there are so many people who have rates over four, four and a half percent have done nothing yet. Well, and and I will point and out, Joe, ahead. how many cash, how many cash out refis you doing right now, Joe? Nine last month for about forty percent of our business. So that's really okay. good. So that's Cash really out refis. Good. Well, and it makes sense because if somebody bought two years ago at three fifty and their home is now worth five hundred, that's one hundred fifty thousand dollars they yeah. could tap into to purchase other property or do other things with, or even do maintenance. I mean, do you even care what they do with it? To buy we other model. houses. Is that's that what, what, is that what most of them are yes, doing? They're they're pulling out they're pulling out a hundred thousand and going to buy another rental house. To, to take advantage of the amazing rents that are going on. The amazing rents. We haven't even talked about there's, the amazing rents. There's so many different reasons for refinances. And honestly, the they never end. So the, it, they may drop, but people take cash out. People take debt consolidation. People, uh, a million different reasons to refinance. And they, they don't go away. They may drop. They may refinance. The, the refinance to better your rate may, may slim down, uh-huh. but the cash outs pick up because, like you said, everybody's got equity. Everybody's got equity and right now. And you bought the house with the idea that eventually you're going to get a pool. Well, now I've got hundred grand in equity, and I can get up almost the same rate. Or a lower rate with the same payment. Or, or very close, and now I can get a pool. Now you can get a pool. Anthony, hey, Joe. Go ahead. Joe, that's why... That's why these people, and this is why we're doing this call in the headlines, they need to pick up the phone and call you because you know what the heck you're talking about. Because don't yes. be scared to <laughs> get the wrong, inf- the wrong information. Go get educated by you, and you're going to give them different options on what's right for them. Not listening to these headlines. And we just made two points right there about digging deeper into the article than the headline. Yeah. And we have a couple more to go. Well, and Anthony, that's a super good point because I, I think at the end of the day, so many people, we, we just... We're getting crushed by different headlines hitting us on our smartphones, on our Facebooks, on our everything, right? And we don't have the time to actually go scroll through. That's why I had last week's show with Randy to educate because I was just scrolling through Facebook and saw somebody talking about all this stuff that I'd have to worry about having an S-Corp. And then Randy comes on the show and basically made me feel a lot warmer and fuzzier about my personal situation. So calling you for advice is huge, I think, when it comes to financial situations because you do a great job at helping people strategize it's just money i mean i hate to say it but it's just it's just managing money it's math it's math i mean at the end of the day that's all it is can you make a better return than three percent on your investment if you can then you should borrow more at three percent and go make more money with it absolutely that's, that's what these big companies do that's all they do is they leverage they buy they borrow for this and they make that and that spread is their income leverage anthony that's a great word joe yeah Leverage. Okay, that'll be the word of the day. Leverage, yeah. All right, I'm going to slide over to another slide of yours, Anthony. There is no, not that slide, next one. Next one. I'm trying to get there. There we go. Keep on going. There is no better slide right now as a visual. This one? No. No, go back to the other one. I can't go back. You have to go back. (laughs) I can't. Farai, you need to come help me go back. You Uh, have to go back. It's key. Yeah, mine's black and white. You can't read it. Oh, do you think but, it's a good time to buy a house? Okay. Yes. So, so, so what? What it is? It's basically saying it's 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 a visual from the University of Michigan. Um, it's not that's not the slide, but it's a visual from the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index about people reading the headlines and not doing what they should be doing. 
and it says that you think it's a good time to buy or a bad time to buy a house. Rebecca, look at this, it's crazy. Back in February of 2020, 70% of people said it was a good time to buy. Last year, 65%. Look where the number is right now. What's it say there? 29%. What the hell? So they obviously are not fans of our shows because if they watched our show, they would know it's almost, I don't know, almost opposite. It's getting easier. Th- thank you. It, 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 it's, it could, because it's the information out there on the headlines, and this is what your clients are seeing. Clients are reading this, and they feel like this is actually happening. Us in our business need to control the narrative. Control it's, the narrative. It's, I like it. It's true. It's cra- it's crazy. That that chart drove me nuts when I when I, I don't, was on a call last week and I saw that one. How what's the alternative? That's what I want to know. So if there if seventy one percent people think it's not a good time to buy. What are they doing? Are they are they're they renting at home? and they're paying too are much? They, are they paying rent that's almost the same amount as their mortgage payment proposed? Or more? Or more? Like what? What? I don't. People buy payments, so you can get a low payment right now and get into a house, or you can pay somebody else's well, low and, payment. And I will say this: uh, so all year long, those p- people who are maybe on the cuff that really were struggling because maybe they're FHA or five percent down conventional, they couldn't get a house. Yeah. But guess what? It's getting easier for them to get a house now that it's starting to cool off just a little. And it could be very much a seasonal cool off. Yeah. You know, hey, guess what? It's going into November and December. Guess what, guys? Maybe we don't do as much real estate, which is traditionally a slow. I I will say, actually, December's pretty damn good. But October and November does cool a little before we get our December. And then we've been fooled before. So, yeah, people are buying houses. They're out shopping. Oh, gosh. They're going out. They're showing up with contracts. It's, My last it's listings just this last week both got multiple offers. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it's not happening. It just may not be happening at the tick it was when COVID was at its like peak. Feverish pace. Feverish pace. I like that. So Anthony, I'm going to go over here. Do go to the next chart. Let's talk about this. What's this go, about? Go to the next, go. This one is another one taking headlines out of context. So you look at where it says Goldman Sachs right there. Mm-hmm. Goldman Sachs um, says housing will grow another 16% in 2022. Well, they're taking that out of context because once again, if you look deeper into it, they're not saying 2022 is going to grow 16%. They're saying from today into 2022, it's going to be 16%. That makes sense. Yeah. So you're saying from today's not? charts, not over the year of 2022. It's not over the year of 2022. It's saying from today forward. So just another example of headlines that are just completely skewed. Um, home sales forecasted to increase this year and perform well again in 2022. So to me, I'm looking at this thinking, well, why wouldn't it be a good time to buy a house right now? Anthony. I, I That just, you know, you just. Look at that right there, and you, you, I don't even have to talk right now. Just, just read that headline. But <laughs> it's, it, it goes into it. No, seriously, it's like if you read, if you remember, twenty twenty two, in twenty twenty one, I mean twenty twenty, we sold six point five million homes more than ever before. That was crazy, right? Well, Guess what? And now they're projecting more. We're going to sell more this year and more next year. Yeah. So more what, in the next three years. What it so, sounds to me is like people haven't missed the boat. If they still want to buy a house, they'll still probably make money next year. Well, these headlines don't age well. So I'm sure if you look back (laughs) two or three years, they're all claiming doom and gloom back then, too. And and we're still going. So what is your time? If you're you're a waiter, uh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. What's your time frame to wait? Are you willing to wait five to ten years? Because that's what I'm thinking. That's like a whole nother cycle. Yeah, that's I, I. We're not even close to whatever this cycle is going to be. We haven't even seen the tip of what this cycle will end like. So uh, when do you when do you think for it's pe- going to end? For people, yeah, for people, who, for people who are waiting, wait until they see this home equity growing chart that Rebecca's going to show next. Not that one. <laughs> this that one? one. Not that one. Skip I, it. I cannot go back. Right there. If okay, so Joe, was... like you said, those people waiting, the average home equity around the country, look how much it grew year over year. 
That's a I big mean, number. It's a huge number. We just finished saying for two years here in Arizona, it was 150000 on average. So one year makes total no, sense. Well, 51. Right there, Arizona year over year, 79000 so we're above the national. Yeah, average. we're above the national. It makes sense because yeah, seventy nine. Do the math. Two years, we're at the one fifty. We were just talking right. about. So the entire country is growing, growing exponentially, and then Arizona is probably leading the charts, and maybe with As Texas. We, we almost always do. Right. We always in real estate, we lead the charts. Hey, Anthony, I, I, I don't. I don't know, Joe. If, if if you made an investment last year and you bought a house and you made seventy nine k in your portfolio, not complaining. I'm happy for that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. We should all be okay with it. Like, we're all sitting here with smiles on and, our and, faces. And you know what, Anthony? You probably only put down 40000 Or less. Was, that was your investment to make that 80000 So you're probably up 200% on your initial investment to in make that money. one year. In, in a year. Yeah. What, what's really crazy is... Where's Warren Buffett now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, and then you think about the person who bought the 350 house two years ago with an FHA mortgage at three and a half percent down, made 150 thousand off of maybe ten thousand dollars. So they walked out with a house and a seventeen hundred dollar payment, and 150 200 grand in in in, in, in a two in year a, span in a in a house. And, Sign me up. And I hate I hate the bag on her because I always bring this up, but poor Susie Orman fans, followers, when she told them back last July and August not to buy because a foreclosure wave was coming in September and October. Whoops. Oopsies. Hey, Anthony, do we have any more charts that you want to talk about before we end our show? Yeah, Joe, you're going to, the next, yeah, we got, we got a couple more and Joe, you're going to jump in a really big on the next one. It's, it, it's, you, everyone wants to know where mortgage rates are going. So they don't really the look like they're going anywhere. The, you know what? Here it is. You're going to see the headlines. Mortgage rates are rising. People are in, they're not going to read it. So, Joe, what, what, what's it say right there, being you're the mortgage guy, where rates are going? Well, you want so me to go back, think? Joe, so you can look at it again? No, I got it. So, so they're forecasted to go up a half a point, roughly, from probably from about today's times, which is still historically low. We're in the threes. If it starts with the the threes. threes. I don't care if because that's still lower than all the people running around with fours and fours and a half. It's so low. And and honestly, it's cheap money no matter what. We we just we're doing a deal right now for somebody at four and a half. Their credit is not the best. It's a the 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 project is a little different, so they're paying a higher rate and they can't wait to sign because of what that what that deal is gonna do for them. They're taking money out and they're gonna leverage that and they're gonna do some other stuff. That is well worth four and a half. Four and a half percent. And that's a that's a high rate that's today. That's a super high rate. And they didn't blink. They were like, yes, we can we can do it. That was more what they're excited about is we can do it. So it's rarely about the rate. At the end of the day, it's not a, people don't buy houses for they the rate. They buy payment. They buy they love the payment, they love the house, and the interest rate is just something that comes along with it. Very rarely does somebody go, Well, you know what? That house was awesome. But the rate was a little too high. We're going to pass. I've never seen that. <laughs> they it's don't never say that. Happened, no, ever. they don't say that. All right, Anthony, I'm going to go back and let's see and, this and, next and, chart. And, well, the, ne- the next the next chart, Joe, right there gets into what you were saying. That's the average. You're talking about interest rates where they got compared to the last six years. Look at the six-year average and look where we're at now. Even if they increase, look where we're at. The six-year average is 3.85%. We would still be under the six-year average. And six years ago, in 2015, we were at 3.85. So pretty much, we had a teeny tiny little peak in 2018 where it maybe went into force. You know, it's it's interesting. You're looking at the interest rates, and this just in, everything is more expensive, right? I'm sure you've all... Gas is really expensive right now. Bacon is expensive. Like, everything is expensive. So you, you can't go out to lunch anymore with somebody for under 40 bucks. Right. That's just really can't kind of how it goes. So it's more expensive. So for the interest rates, yeah, they're going to be a little bit more expensive too. everything. But is they really aren't. A if you look at that, more expensive. The rates really haven't changed in six years. Not you really. Know, we, we people read the headline. They see the clickbait. Oh, one nine nine clickbait. There's, I like that. There's all 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 the misinformation <laughs> that exists out there. That's true. And and people read that and they, and they they believe that that is truth. And then we have to educate. So, Ariel, when you're watching the show, I think the title needs to be clickbait. Clickbait. I love that I word. like it, too. All right. So, Anthony, do we have any more charts or are we done okay. with your charts? Yeah, we got two more. All so, right. Joe, 
this real quick, we don't have to go over it, but the next chart showing, uh, the next one, the cost of waiting, which mm -hmm. is a whole different thing of what, if you wait, you're gonna, it's gonna cost you. So that's, you can, Well, a, and the payment difference is $267 to Joe's point that people buy payments. Right. So waiting could be another $250, $267 to Anthony's point for the same house. It could be, and it, and people are going to make more that money. Like out. like that is a, that will be a fixed payment for thirty years. So will you make more money over the course of the next thirty years? I hope so. We all hope so, right? I hope so. And, and we didn't even talk about inflation today. We didn't get into the stock so market. Much. There's just so much that this whole conversation can lead us to. Anthony, what does the future hold for home prices? Home prices this forecast. Is what everyone, this is what everyone's looking at now. If if you read the news headlines. They're going to tell you homes are depreciating. Everything's slowing down. But guess what? Home prices in 2022, Joe, we talk, Rebecca, we know what Okay, kind of so, oh, this all right, it on this crazy. chart, I'm going to tell you, this is reflecting an average expectation prior to COVID. If we were 3 4 5% of appreciation in a given year, that was a good year in real estate. It really was a lot better Thank than, you. say, 2007. So if they're they're expecting the average to be 5%, that's a pretty safe expectation, and that's traditionally what you make. That's even high. I mean, if you're in the Midwest or you're in the East Coast, 5% is your... You don't see 5%. You get like one or two if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Okay, so if we live lucky. in Arizona, and we've been able to appreciate 3 to 5% on average for the last, I don't know, as long as I've been in real estate, yeah, 28 ever. years. So, you know, now we we had this like little shoot up of COVID and everything that happened there. And so we're going back to normal. I love normal. Normal is good. Whatever that is, I'll take it. Me so, too. Sign me so, up. Well, well, he, 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 Here's the thing with this chart, Rebecca. It's for those people who are waiting, home prices aren't going to go down. They're going to go up. And like you said, the national average they're predicting is 5.2%. You know what? And they're going to adjust that throughout sure. the year. And I'm sure Arizona is going to be higher. Yeah, because you saw that on the equity chart. Mm -hmm. We were how much more than the whole country? Yeah. So if you're thinking of, Joe, if I told you right now in your stock portfolio to invest 300, 400,000, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to get between a six eight percent return. Are you going to sign up? Quick, yeah, quick, okay. and I'll let it compound. By the way, because we're all we're all compounding these days, so that sounds five, like a whole nother show too. Five percent on four hundred thousand, five percent on four twenty. Like it's it a, just keeps moving. Okay, and, so and, and we're going to close it. We're going to close it with a real quick chart about affordability. That's this one. There is a huge there's a huge distinction between homes that are less affordable and not affordable. So when you're talking about the affordability issue, that's the key there. Less affordable versus not unaffordable, not affordable. And if you look at right there, look, the 23.9% is the average payment to income ratio the last 25 years. That's where we sit today. No, today, no, we today sit we're sitting at 21.6, which is less. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, but that's awesome because that just shows Which based is, off our income what? that we can afford to have a house, even at today's prices. Thank you. So when, when when you're talking about the affordability issue, yes, Joe, we talk about it. Things are going up. Things are going up. But look where we're at compared to the last 25 years. 100%. And, you know, and that, that number can go even higher because our friends in California, they have figured it out. And I can tell you their number is probably like, 35% of their income goes to their housing. And they figured and, it out. And they figured it out. And that's, that's just how they live. And that market, by the way, probably went up at some point. I wasn't around for it. But that market shot up too. And it never pulled back, did it? No. Ever? Ever. 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 So <laughs> that you can't so, expect this to pull down because we just, our neighbors next door, it happened to them. And they never came back. And never came back. So I think that's the point that I think all of us need to get used to the fact that some people might have to wait to buy a house because they just can't afford it quite yet if they're making minimum wage. And they're just two people making minimum wage trying to buy a house in Arizona today. They might get stuck living at mom and dad's a little bit longer, renting a little bit longer than they want. Or further away, right? Or you outside can, you, of, yeah. You can go further. There's other places to live. Drive to You Can Qualify is a quote that I've been saying since I started in real estate in the early yeah, 90s. Just keep going. Not there. Not there. Not there. Yeah. Drive to You Can Qualify. How Have you here? not heard that one, no. Anthony? 
No, I love it. Okay. Well, I love it too, except for when I'm the one actually driving. Uh, That said, gentlemen, final takeaways, I think for me, was don't pay attention to the headlines. There's a lot of fear in the headlines. Do your homework. Talk to a professional like Joe or Anthony or myself to find out how things will affect you directly. Anything else you gentlemen would like to add? Anthony, you go first. No, you just summed it up. I'm just... I'm, and you've heard me say it before, and I know we're triple relevant, but I, I am tired. I, I'm frustrated with the headlines because negativity sells. And they want you to think this is all coming to crash down. You need to reach out to people who know what the heck's going on. And you have two of them right there, Rebecca and Joe. So reach out to them. Shut off your TV. Because um, those people who did re- listen to the headlines last year, you lost out on a lot of money. And I apologize for that. I wish you were watching the show or reach out to your expert. That's Agreed. That's all I got to say on that one. I love it. Thank you, Anthony at Navi Title. Thank you for your support as always. Joe Smith. Uh, anything else? You guys, you guys did a great job summing up. So I'm just going to say congratulations to Anthony and Navi Title. I think that's a great move. Yes. You guys look strong, and I'm excited to see what you're going to do. Congratulations, Anthony. Hey, everybody listening. You know, you, you, you just keep on following the, follow the, follow the announcements this week and coming up. Yes. Oh, he's teasing us with some announcements with his little clap and smile. I like it, Anthony. I'm intrigued. I can't wait to hear more. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed that show. You know, I always enjoy having Joe and Anthony on because they do help clarify instead of terrify when it comes to the headlines out there, when it comes to your money, your house, your interest rates, and everything else financial pertaining to you and your family. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you need more Joe Smith in your life, check him out at Epic Mortgage online, easy to find. And if you have a hard time, just let me know and I'll make sure you get in touch with him. Have a great time. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day